Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Muller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. 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 Welcome to episode 528 of Get Paid for Your Pad. We are your hosts, Jesper Rivers and Eric Muller. And today we are going to talk about guest communication. And in particular, we're going to talk about how to communicate effectively with your guests when they are causing problems. Because if you're an Airbnb host, one day you're going to experience a guest who's causing problems. And we're going to talk about how to deal with that. Eric, what's up, man? We don't have that many challenges at our first free wild property. But this weekend was kind of like one of the more challenging weekends we've had. Yeah, we had a couple of things come up. We had some breakdowns in the technology, right? With our locks and our codes. So that that created some issues, nothing too major. But yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge with running a community like this is, you know, having having units that are so close together, especially ones that share walls. It's very important to make sure that we're managing both experiences very well because one one guest can completely interrupt somebody else's experience in the property, right? So I think that's what we experienced this weekend. Obviously, not a major major issue, but you know, I think what why it's important that we're isolating this for the podcast. To talk about is our ability to understand how to approach these challenges and solve them is really important. So. But yeah, man. So what what were your thoughts? What what were your learning lessons? Why don't you give everyone just a quick background on what we experienced? And then I'm curious because we haven't talked about it yet. What did you learn through the experience, through the process? Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me share what happened first, right? So for everybody who's listening, like if you want to check out our units, strawberrycreekvillage.com, you can see that we have four cabins and there's there's two of the cabins are connected. All right, so we have a small studio, it's called the Daydreamers Den, and we have a mill house, a larger unit up for up to seven guests. And those two are connected. And we we are aware that there's, you know, I've never actually stayed there, right? Hopefully I'll be able to do that in the new year. But the it's it's very, you stay there, like when you're staying in the den in the mill house because they're connected, it's 
it's very easy to hear noise from from other guests. Mm-hmm. We had a full house over the over the weekend, and then basically what happened was the the guest in the in the mill house he brought two dogs, which you know is a, is another interesting thing to talk about because these days like you can specify on Airbnb how many dogs you allow how many pets you allow mm-hmm. previously it was you could just say i'm pet friendly or i'm not pet friendly you can actually now indicate how many pets you allow and guests uh, can actually select up to five pets on their on the reservation so that's a whole other topic to go into but essentially this guest brought two dogs and they started barking so we got a we got a message from the guest that was staying at then Pretty late at night. It was already. It was mid around midnight my time. It's a little earlier for you, mm-hmm. but essentially his he messaged us. He said, uh, he said, "Hey guys, it's unusual for me to complain about something, but the neighbor in your rental right next to mine came with a couple of dogs, and they've been crying, howling, and barking now for about five, four hours since they left them alone in the house. Well, the walls are thin here, and it sounds like I'm in a kennel." I would appreciate it if you asked them not to leave the dogs alone unattended. So then, you know, I, 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 was, I was already in bed, but I saw the message and I, I just responded. I was like, hey, sorry, you're experiencing this. You know, we'll reach out to the guest, ask them to keep it down. And then I sent the guests, the other guests, a message. Could you check with your dogs? It sounds like there's a lot of barking going on. Which is when, and then you kind of took over. You kind of took over from there. and. You communicate with them on Airbnb, but you also reached out on text message, right? So I'll let I'll let you continue since this is where kind of where you took over. Yeah, yeah. So the the reason why we wanted to talk about this on the podcast is really, you know, obviously having dogs barking and all that stuff is not a major challenge, right? But it's more of how do we solve these problems at a high level and not as a hectic coast? How do we solve this as a rising star or a legend that's in the space to? Uh, understand what's happening, communicate correctly, and then build a system around it. So when it happens again in the future, we have a process on how to deal with it, right? So what I recognized right away, I recognized that we didn't have systems set up just for for easy communication between guests on our team, right? So usually it's just a message sent like, hey, your dogs are barking. Can you please be aware of that? I was very aware that just one message is not going to solve that problem. And like getting ready for this podcast, I was just thinking like, what was the process to go through this to solve that problem? And what I recognize is like, there's five main ways, in my opinion, or, or there's like five steps on how to deal with these problems. And every single thing that comes up in our business like this, as a host, we have to look at this as an opportunity to one, solve the problem, but then two, create a system around it. So we have consistency behind behind these, right? Because again, this is not going to be the last time that we deal with these small issues, right? So number one is on how to deal with problem guests or issues like this is number one is making the situation right versus trying to be right in the situation, right? And what I mean by that is a lot of times when when I was a hectic host and the hectic Coast that I deal with and I see a lot when we enroll them into the program. When things come up, they'll just send a message like, hey, please keep your dogs down. And then they'll disconnect, right? From that. That's not solving a problem at all, just sending a message out. From there, what typically happens is one of the guests will, you know, if the problem, if the dogs aren't taken care of, 
the guests in the den who's experiencing someone else's dogs barking, their time is just going to be completely ruined. Right. And that's just going to escalate to the next, the next issue. Right. Which then, you know, there's going to be a lot of bickering coming back and forth and a lot of that. This current guest was like, he was very calm the way he was communicating it, but very quickly, if we didn't solve that problem, he's going to go to the next level. And then what's going to happen is we either have to make that situation right, or we're going to try to be right by arguing with him with our ego, right? Like egos meeting. So what I realized is like the, the number one thing that's most important is getting those dogs to stop barking as soon as possible. I recognized that it was late. I recognized that we sent them a message on Airbnb, but then I realized that there was no additional steps past that at all, right? So what I wanted to do is like, okay, my goal right now is to solve this problem. So of course, I just started reaching out to everybody, right? So Airbnb, the reason why we sent it on Airbnb first is to document with Airbnb that we're communicating and we're trying to solve the problem. Number two is if they don't respond within a couple of minutes, I'm reaching out to them on their cell phone, right? which I did. I communicated, Hey, we have a problem. Need you to solve this immediately. And then they started communicating back to me that they were going to take care of it. Right. So the number one first step was recognizing what was happening and then committing to making that situation right versus me being right through that problem and meeting it with ego. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 100%. Any feedback on that yet? I think you worded it well. And I also want to share the actual message that you sent because I think the way that you structured the message was like, was, was really good, but mm-hmm. yeah, continue. And then I'll share that. Yeah. Why don't you read that? Because that's what, that's what I'm trying to communicate here is like, you know, the making the situation right versus me being right in the situation. Cause a lot of times the hectic coast will react to this. This is one of those mm-hmm. reaction of like, Hey, your dogs are barking, please keep it down. And then you turn around and you forget about it. And an hour later, they're still barking. Then the, the other guest is reaching out and they're complaining. And then you're kind of freaking out, yelling at the guest and doing whatever you're, you're like, the guest becomes the problem versus you just trying to make the situation right. If that yeah. makes sense. So yeah, re- I don't know what I said, but why don't you read that out? <laughs> yeah. So you reached out to their cell phone. This is right after right after it happens. You sent on Airbnb, he didn't respond. So then you send it on the, to their phone. You said, Hey, this is Eric, your host. Are you currently at the unit? If not, can you please head there to comfort your dogs? We're receiving messages that the dog's been barking for the past couple hours. It's really important that all of our guests have a have a peaceful stay. So I like the way I like what you added there of like, hey, it's important to us that all of our guests can have a peaceful stay. Because now when you're not just telling them like, hey, make sure your dogs don't bark, you're also right. you're also kind of giving context to it, right? Well, this goes into step two here on how to deal with problems with your guest is details matter right? You have to be obsessed with solving the problem. You have to be obsessed with making sure that this problem is solved in the best way. And now we have two, we have two small challenges. One is one guest is being disrupted by their next door neighbor because they left their dogs there all day and the dogs are in a new spot, barking, whining, the whole thing. That would drive me crazy as well. But now what we're also trying to do is make sure that we don't 
offend the the guests with the dogs to where they don't want to solve that problem immediately or whatever the situation is. Right. So we're trying to prevent continued issues to arise. Right. So once that happened, I realized like we have to be obsessed with it. We can't just send a message saying like, Hey, your dogs are barking. Can you ask them, you know, can you take care of it? It's now I'm obsessed with making sure that both parties feel supported that we're aware here are the details. And as I was communicating with the guests with the dogs, I was also messaging the, the guests in the den, communicating to them. Okay. I'm in co- conversations with them. We're trying to solve the problem. I'll stay in touch with you. Please, you know, don't hesitate to reach out the whole thing. Right. So details matter right through this. You got to be mm-hmm. obsessed with that. And that goes to point three is communicating with everyone is vital. Right. So as we're trying to solve the problem with the current guests with the dogs, we're also communicating with the other guests to make sure that they're fine. Right. And I know this, this may sound like a lot of like, you know, Airbnb one-on-one on how to deal with problems, but this is going to a place of like, I'm looking at this and understanding what is the culture that we're trying to create with this company? What are the standards that we're trying to create? We're not just trying to solve that one problem right then and there, because this isn't going to be the last time that this comes up. Mm-hmm. It's understanding what is the process and then how do we, how do we create something in the future to take care of this? So it doesn't fall on our desk. Right. Which I'll get to that here in in a second. That's that's point five. But yeah, man, it's it's super important. And the amount of times that I see people like hosts just kind of react to this, they try to make it they're not really focused on making the situation right. They're trying to be right of like, hey, you got to be you got to be quiet. You're disrupting my my guests, blah, blah, blah. Versus trying to make the whole situation right. Number two Mm -hmm. is you got to be obsessed with solving the problem and understanding all the details and everything that can happen through that process. And then number three is communicating with everybody. The other thing that that you don't know is I had messages ready to reach out to our management team that's in Idlewild, boots on the ground, to go to the property and deal with the the dog the dog guests the the millhouse <laughs> guests if they didn't solve that problem within an hour i was going to send our team there to communicate with them directly and say hey we're on site i need you here now because if that kept going which it did it went on for another 45 minutes that's just going to ruin the whole situation, the the entire experience for everybody right so i also had messages lined up to reach out to our boots on the ground as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, the fact that we have like these four units on one property is that makes it a bit more complicated. Like most people who are listening probably have like units. They probably don't have guests like staying right next to each other. So then you're dealing with one guest, but you know, this is, you know, this, this makes it a bit more complicated. As you mentioned, it's like, you're trying to, you're trying to manage basically both of the guests, both of the experiences. But yeah. one thing that, uh, I think you did really well is like, after you sent that message to the guests, they responded and they said, Hey, we apologize. We left for a family gathering, you know, we're going to head back shortly. Right. And then you, you gave them some appreciation for, for that. Right. You were like, Oh, thank you for taking care of it. Appreciate you jumping on it. Hope you're enjoying your stay. And that's like, cause that's the thing, right? Like, and that's what I, I noticed that, you know, even in our businesses, you know, sometimes we, we have to have like difficult conversations. These are more, they're not like, conf, it's not conflict or something, but it's a bit more of a 
a difficult conversation to have than just like checking in with your guests and, and they're happy and just like, hey, yeah. you're on your stay, this and that, right? So, you know, as you mentioned, it's like, yeah, we want to, we have to, we have to make sure that like these dogs stop barking, but at the same time, we also have to communicate in a way that we're not going to put the, that guest on the, on their back hill either. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's that could, what that leads to challenge too. And that's what I talk about. That's what I mean by making the situation right, because you can react towards the guest. And then this was an honest situation, like an honest mistake on the guests with the dogs. It was, they just rescued this dog recently. They went to a family event. They were fully disconnected. They had no idea that that was going on. Right. So if I had reacted to it in a negative way, as a hectic host, that could have ruined that person, the dog guests experience as well. (laughs) Right. So we're trying to balance, we're trying to balance that. And the reason why I communicated this way, this is like NLP leadership type of conversation or communication is reassuring what they just said, right? So, oh, I'm sorry. We're going to jump on this now. And then I reassure that to ensure that they are actually taking action. And then I immediately follow back up within 15 minutes of that, right? This is all customer service, uh, hospitality service at a high level, right? And everything I'm doing there's really just, you need three main traits for this position at a high level. One is someone who is obsessed with the details of really making sure that everyone involved is winning, right? And that they're not driving this conversation with ego. They want to make sure that everybody involved is winning. Number two is that they're great at communicating on every single level to everyone. And then three is someone that can just follow the steps, right? Because what we're doing here is we're structuring this in a way where our guest communication rep, who's going to be taking this over, will be able to follow these steps as long as they have that personality trait of wanting everybody else to win through this process. So yeah, I thought that was really important. Number number four too on this, and this is all part of the system that we're building, is don't assume the problem is solved until the guest gives you the A-OK, right? Because what I've noticed a lot uh, in my previous hosting business uh, and what I notice when I talk to guests or hosts that are enrolled in the Legends X program, the Hectic Host, sometimes they'll just send that message and then they would assume that the problem is being taken care of, right? So we're continuing to communicate with both parties to ensure that the problem is being solved, right? Versus assuming that it is. We want to make sure that this thing is completely closed out on both parties. And then from there, you can close this ticket, right? Air, Air quote, you can close this ticket. So I wanted to make sure, you know, I wanted to talk about that as well, because from there, what happens is step five is to record, document, and adjust your approach to your customer service moving forward. So everything that we just went through, including this podcast, will be part of our system to educate our team moving forward on how to deal with these problems, right? Mm -hmm. And again, a dog barking is not the end of the world. We've had some major, major issues in in properties in the past, parties and drugs and all kinds of stuff, right? But the process of how we approach this and how we're going to document it and then how we're going to adjust the way that we're hosting has been one of the big, you know, early stage learning process for us in this business, right? 
So what we're going to, obviously we recorded this, we documented this, but what we're also going to adjust is how we approve our guests going into those properties with dogs, right? And pets, because Mm -hmm. this isn't the first time and it's not going to be the last time that we're dealing with this, right? So we're adjusting our, what's it? Pet policy in those properties, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're, we're not going to host pets anymore. Like in, just in those two, like the other two are fine. The other cabins, cause they're like, they're more separated. So it's, it's not as big of a challenge, but as you mentioned, like the, I think it was point number four that you mentioned where it's like, okay, we have to keep communicating until we know that it's been solved. Right. And that's another thing I noticed in your communication is that the next day you reached out again to the dog guests and you said, hey, good morning. I hope you're enjoying your stay. I'd like to request that for the remainder of your trip that you know, your dogs aren't left in attendance at any point. Unfortunately, when in attendance, your, bark- your dogs are barking nonstop because of the wall- fin walls is disrupting our other guests. I really appreciate your support on this. Thank you very much. And, you know, and honestly, like both of the guests were very reasonable. Like even, even the guest who had the disturbance who was kept awake by these dogs. He even apologized, right? He was even like, hey, when it went on after until after midnight last night. And he said, I'm sorry you have to deal with this, but I appreciate you staying involved. So like both guests were were very reasonable in dealing with the with the situation. Yeah. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not at the end of the day, it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's annoying. Are we gonna get a five-star review? I don't know. I hope so. You know, I hope that you know, that both guests recognize the situation and they appreciate the clear communication, but that's all we can do in those situations. Right. And we've had some other challenges on that property where we had to bring that level of communication, but it's really important. Like I hear, I hear people talk about this all the time. One of the most common things that I talk to the hosts about when they're applying for Legends X is that they just want to hire a virtual assistant for communication and just automate the whole thing. How do I get my you know automation tool in place and then hire the cheapest virtual assistant I can to run the day-to-day of you know my communication? And it's like, listen, we can't just pass this stuff off. Like we're in a hot, we're in a hospitality company at the end of the day, right? It's like that's we're a hospitality company first, a real estate company second, right? a tech company third, if you want to look at it that way. So we have to, even if we hire virtual assistants to deal with customer service, we have to bring them, we have to develop the system and create a culture on how we're going to deal with these problems in the future, because this could have, this could have turned into a major issue, which Mm -hmm. the guests in the den could leave a crappy review. You know, don't stay here. The the walls are paper thin. I didn't enjoy any of my stay. And now our listing, which is number two, as studios in that marketplace can start dropping because our avatars go into the market to stay there for peace of mind, right? They want to disconnect and be in the trees and be in the mountains. If you're there having the same problems that you're having in the city and urban areas, hearing dogs barking and all that stuff, you're going to find a different property to stay in, right? So it's like, it's super important that we develop the real customer service we can leverage virtual assistants and we can leverage technology to give all the basic stuff stuff out. But things like this, we need a real process in place to ensure that we solve these problems at a high level. Yeah. So I think it's really important that we, we look at these as departments versus just automating the whole experience 
or the entire situation through tech and cheap VAs. Yeah, hundred percent. No, and this, yeah, we're we're definitely documenting all of this and and using this as a way to to educate future team members. But one thing I wanted to ask you, but because like I just noticed, like like I, I I'll just be honest, I find these situations I find it challenging on figuring out the best way to communicate in these situations. And I've noticed that like you're very good at it, not just in with the guests, but also like just in with our team members as well in our company when there's when there's a, a situation where it's not, you know, it's not like a conflict situation, but more of a, just a bit more of a difficult conversation to have. How did you learn how to, to be like a good communicator in these situations? Dude, it's been, it's been a journey over the last, how old am I? I'm going to be 36 in a couple of months. <laughs> Dude, I mean, going on 20 years now, think about it. I started at an early age trying to figure out how to communicate at a high level to Look, I, I come from a place in New Jersey. Like I come from like a blue collar town growing up on construction job sites, working hard jobs with hard human beings who their way of communicating is just yelling at each other. And it's usually just egos meeting egos and everyone just trying to be right versus understanding what is the ultimate goal here. Nobody in this situation talking about the dogs, you know, and this whole thing, nobody wants to deal with this stuff. Like we all have the same goal of just solving this so we can enjoy our night. Right. Like this was, was that Saturday night? This happened Friday night. Yeah. I think it was Friday night actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, like I got involved in this because I knew it was something very quick that we can solve and easy to solve. I, you know, this is probably one out of, five situations over the last year I've been involved in customer service wise, right. For the company, but I just recognize them like nobody wants to be dealing with this. So we have to communicate in a way to get to solve the problem. And most human beings, we want to solve problems easily. We don't want to go through the, we don't want to approach them with ego. And that's where most of our conflict comes from is ego. We want to be right. And we don't want to submit essentially to it. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So over the years I've focused on, I've studied like high level communicators. Number two is I've studied NLP a lot and that's just like the art of communication. That's the best way of doing it. And then three, it's like, put yourself in a lot of difficult situations. And, (laughs) and if you recognize like, you don't want to get, if you don't value the ego and you just value growth and solving problems, you'll figure out how to navigate those conversations to get to the end result versus trying to be right. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Hopefully I communicated that correctly. It's like, I, I just, I just recognize like most people communicate through ego. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand, like, I understand the part of like, I don't typically communicate for my ego, but what I find difficult is what you do really well is how do you combine communicating in a direct way so that somebody will take action and and there's some there's some weight in in the way you communicate but at the same time you're staying very polite and you're not like you're not offending them yeah that's the you know what i mean like that's the trickiest part i think i mean do you feel like if you were dealing with that you would offend them in a way or like where do you think how would you have approached that situation differently than me well i think first of all like 
I notice like you're very thorough and you keep, like you said, like you keep following up. I think I sometimes fall into the, to the trap of like, Oh, I'm just sending I'm I'm, I'm just like informing guests. And then we just kind of hope that it, you know, turns out well kind of thing Yeah. versus you're very disciplined with a follow-up and like, but then also like the way that your message, like I liked your message where you were like, Hey, I'd like to request that for the remainder of your trip, that your dog is not left unattended and you're explaining it. Unfortunately, you know, your dogs are barking nonstop. And because of that, it's disrupting your other guests. I appreciate your support. So you're being like, you're being very direct, but also like in a very, in a very reasonable way too. Whereas like, well, you know, that, and that's the trickiest part of it. Yeah. I mean, so there's a couple of things, right? So like, as I was mapping out this new system on how to deal with customer service, the customer service department, you know, part was that two is details matter. You must be obsessed with solving the problem. And it's like that, I think that's the biggest difference between certain personalities and why it's so important for the, the business owner, the host to find the right person with the right personality in each department is when it comes to customer service, they have to be obsessed with the experience. And to me, like the experience is we want everybody to, we want the dog to stop barking and we want everybody to enjoy their stays, right? There's no one right or wrong here. And the the guests with the dog communicated back very quickly and politely. So I recognize like, this is just an honest challenge that's ha- honest mistake that's happening. That's creating a challenge and it's completely fine. Right. But I also recognize it's super important that we're very clear on what we need done because at the end of the day, I don't want to be dealing with this stuff all night. I don't want anything less than a five-star review on this property because you know our, our properties are scaling. Right. So it's like, I'm obsessed with making sure that the full experience is focused on. And it's, dude, I talk about this all the time, like the experience from when the guests find your property to how they communicate, how you communicate with them, to how they book it, to how they stay at the property, to how they check out. And then how do they rebook with you in the future? Right. That entire thing, that entire experience, you've got to be freaking obsessed with it. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're in the business of creating incredible hospitality stays. Right. And part of that is communicating. And if we're going to build businesses and lead humans, we have to understand how to communicate with humans in a way that everyone can receive and then take action on it, right? And feel inspired and not attacked. Because the moment I I would have said to that guest, hey, don't leave your your dogs because they're barking all day, right? Or whatever, whatever the, the low level conversation is, that gives an opportunity for them to react, to us mm-hmm. in a negative way. Right. But now what I'm doing, I'm actually asking the guest for support. I'm asking her to help me on saying, Hey, please support me with not leaving the dogs unattended because this is why. And I would really appreciate it. Right. I'm asking for help. It's communication. It's leadership. It's understanding. If you, if we want to lead humans, our guests, our team members, our friendships, our relationships, like all this stuff, we have to learn how to communicate at a high level without ego being, being in place. Right. But dude, like even to your point of like communicating of like just sending the message and just assuming that it's going to work itself out. That's part ego. That's communicating from part ego versus taking the space to understand, does everyone have the information? Am I leading them to 
the completion point? Am I leading them to the final destination here of the dog stop barking? Both parties are happy and both parties know that we're here to support them as their hosts, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, dude, I didn't want to go through that whole process, but you know, we were in a situation where I knew that I had to, but I also knew that this was opening up an opportunity to, to further cultivate this department. So yeah. One question, because like the challenges that I have personally dealt with when it comes to when it came to customer service at our at our property, I would naturally call the guests. And I noticed like you didn't call them, but you mess you kept like messaging them, right? Did you think of calling them or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I wrote this down in the document as well. My process behind it was like, first I want to message them because if it escalates and this just comes from experience of having many, many issues in my properties, if it escalates from there, say the guests with the dogs were just, they were terrible guests. They were partying. They were at the bar. They told me to go screw off and, you know, or they weren't responding, whatever it is. I want to document with Airbnb and you can document, you know, text messages is fine. We use the tool ring central for all of our communications. And it's, you know, literally take a screenshot of the data of the platform and you can send that into Airbnb for resolution center, the whole thing. But I always start with communicating first via text, right? Because we, we want to document it. Most of the time, people are going to respond right away versus calls. I respond to text messages a lot faster than I do phone calls, right? Especially call numbers I don't recognize. But if they didn't respond within 15 minutes, I was going to give them a call, right? If they didn't respond from within 30 minutes of that, I would have sent our team to the property to go check on the dog, talk to the guests that are in the den and just kind of say like, Hey, we're here. We're solving the problem. We apologize. You know, dinner's on us. This won't happen again. We're, we're not going to leave until we solve this problem. Right. So that, that was going to be the approach to it. Plus I don't want to, you know, I want to try to minimize my effort as much as possible going outward and phone calls and connecting is like, that's a lot more energy put into it versus thinking of how to communicate correctly to solve the problem. Yeah. And also like when you start with the messages, I guess step one is like the message on Airbnb that doesn't respond to, then you're texting them. And then I guess like, if you don't call them right away, you still have that as a way to kind of escalate. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You go to phone calls, the next step, and then getting people to getting our team to deal with it in person would be the next, the next level up. Yeah. And we don't want to, we don't want to deal with that. Right. Like if we're sending a team there, that means that there's a real problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, now we have to, you know, it's, it's being escalated, but you know, yeah, man, I, I think, you know, I think for every host, I think the traditional host, the side hustle host, and even the hectic host, like they do a really good job at dealing with situations like this, right? And this is this is not a uncommon situation. It's not a, not even a big deal. But the approach of understanding, okay, what are all the elements here? How do I turn this into a system? And then how do I document and adjust the way that I'm approaching my business to solve these problems in the future? That's what becomes scalable, right? And this whole mindset of what people are teaching and what they have been teaching of like, oh, you could just automate everything through you know, certain tools and a cheap virtual assistant. It's like, man, that's not going to drive a real hospitality experience. That's not you being obsessed mm. with solving the problem. That's you just throwing a bandaid over the problem because you don't want to put the effort into it. Right. 
But what I recognize too, through this is like, man, we got a lot of, we got a lot of training to do and we got, we have a lot to create and put into place. And we have, we need a new person that we're going to hire to take over those, those nighttime hours. Right. Mm -hmm. So even on these small issues, someone is truly trained on how to deal with this and follows the system. So just this small little tiny little thing of a dog barking, (laughs) unlock this whole experience of us building a new department and then leveling up on how, how we manage this at a high level. Yeah. Can you list out those five points again? Yeah. So as a summary to kind of recap. Yeah. To summarize all this, the five steps of dealing with a problem guest, right. Is number one is make the situation right versus trying to be right in the situation. Right. So, (laughs) right. The hectic (laughs) coast, the hectic coast tries to make it right. Tries to be right versus making the situation right. So, that's number one is understanding what the situation is and remove your ego. And your number one job is to solve that problem for everyone involved, right? You don't have to be right in this situation. Number two is details matter. You got to be obsessed with solving the problem and obsessed with the details of communicating this to solve the problem. Number three is communication, communicating with everyone is vital. So as I was saying, like we were lining up all the communications to both guests. We also had some communication lined up to go to our team boots on the ground that if they were going to solve this problem in the next 30 minutes, we were going to send somebody out to communicate with everyone and just show we're here. We, we know that there's a problem. We apologize. We're not leaving until we solve it. Number four is don't assume it's solved until the guest gives you the A-OK, right? Just because you're sending a message and just because the guest said that they were going to take care of it, don't assume that it's being taken care of. This this took a lot longer to solve than what the guest communicated to me. I'm going to head back and deal with it now. It took them two additional hours to get out there to solve it, right? Roughly around there. So you got to stay on top of that and make sure that you're leading it. And then number five is to record, document, and adjust. So record what you're doing, document the whole process, create the training around it, and then adjust the way that you're actually hosting and developing out your department, managing your your department. Can I add a number six? Sure. (laughs) So what I would add is what I see a lot within our student communities is there's some internal resistance to the situation that that makes the a lot of hosts kind of be emotionally affected by these yeah. type of situations. So instead of coming from a place of like, all right, let's let's think about like how do we solve this problem? It's like it's more of an emotional initial resistance of like, oh no, like this it's is being, annoying and I want to yeah. deal with this, annoying guests. Once you're in that emotional state, it's very hard to take that approach of your five-step approach to actually solve that problem, right? So what I would recommend for everybody and what I always do whenever there's a situation that I'm not excited to deal with, I always tell myself, okay, this is not a, this is not a problem. This is an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Opportunity for growth always. And once you tell yourself, oh, opportunity for growth, because it really is, because as you mentioned in step five, it's now it's like, how can we use, or what can we learn from this and how can we improve our systems and how can we create standards and, and all that stuff of how to deal with these situations? Once you have that, it also becomes it becomes much more manageable, mm-hmm. and it doesn't become and it's not really a challenge anymore because you just have a process for it. Right, right, yeah. I mean, most people like the hectic host; they're so attached 
the host from stage one to stage three, the traditional side hustle and the hectic host, they're so emotionally attached to the property and the experience that they feel that there's an attack on themselves. So that's how they react to the communication. So if the guest who, and I, I didn't communicate this before too, I spoke to the guest that was in the den. He called me mm. on my cell phone. He found my number. He called me because he was going to do an early check-in, but our lock didn't give him early access right? The code didn't give him early access. So I just helped him through that and, and told, you know, apologize. And then I really connected with him. He was an awesome guy. He was like, dude, I can't wait to just fully disconnect and just be in the mountain, sit in the hot tub and just kind of enjoy this space. So with him sending us that message hours later, I'm like, oh no, like this is the complete opposite of what this guy wants. If I was the hectic host, to your point, I would have been so emotionally attached to that, that I would have felt that that dog and that guest with the dogs were essentially attacking me. And this was my fault, right? So to your point, it's like fully disconnecting and recognizing no matter what stage you're at in business, business is just solving problems for people, for your products, for your team, all of that. So when you see these things, they are opportunities to fine tune the business, the product, the department, the whole thing, because this is now shaping even further into who we want to hire for this role at a high level to take over free wild as we scale, right? The personalities, the, the obsession to detail, the whole thing. And the only way to truly understand how to hire and who to hire is to, is to approach these things, solve the problems, go back, go through step five, document it, and then start using that to attract in the person into your business. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, disconnect from it, look at it as an opportunity of growth and disconnect emotion from it. Yeah. Yeah, that's solid. And now because this happens, we we had a we have a solid podcast now that I think a lot of people are gonna enjoy. Because <laughs> right. look, every everyone's gonna deal with these type of situations. I'm sure everyone's who's listening is is thinking now, like, oh yeah, I've I've been there, I've had you know, we're always gonna have challenges, right, with in hospitality. So so yeah, this also gave us the opportunity to do this podcast. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Any any final final thoughts on this? No, I think that's it. I mean, you know, we talk, we talk a lot about leadership and, and all of that. So maybe what we'll start doing is talking about the communication behind a leader and how to tie those aspects into your business. Cause I think that's really important on how we deal with it. But yeah, guys dissect this podcast, build your systems, and then approach on, on how to adjust the way that you guys are managing the day to day. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, Thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this. This this went by very, very fast. We're at like 45 minutes. It's crazy. I hope you all enjoy the weekend. Eric, thank you for teaching me. I learned something through this process over the weekend, reading your messages. So appreciate that. And awesome, uh, awesome. we'll see you all next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started. 
you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental Profit Academy, which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on Airbnb. So every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon. Yeah.